Hello, guys. This is uh, Josh Blake of the Painter Files Podcast. As you well know, welcome to episode 101. Jeez, I can't believe we actually got here. That's so crazy. I want to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart, which is focus. (laughs) I have a really hard time focusing. I don't know if you guys have realized this. Like, I have a tendency to... uh, I was diagnosed at a very young age with ADHD, and so... Well, ADD, ADHD... um, And one of the problems I have is I oftentimes take on a lot of projects all at once, and then I don't always follow through with them. And it's not that I'm not interested in them, it's not even that I don't go back to them. It's that I typically have like six or seven projects going on all at one time. So I finish one thing, and then I hop onto something else, and then I go on from there, and so on and so forth. And sometimes it catches up with me, and it makes me kind of a little crazy, because I want to have enough uh, materials to work on all the projects at one time. And then I'm kind of stuck. I'm like paused and frozen, like a, like a deer in headlights. And that's really, really difficult. So I'm going to tell you how these projects are going this episode and which projects I'm working on and what I'm trying to get accomplished. Uh, we're not really going to go into how far I've gotten into them because I'm, I'm pretty much at the same rate with all of them. I have a tendency to work till I get a certain amount accomplished and then I switch over while I wait for the paint to dry. Yeah, it's a little crazy, but it's real. I love sharing with you, so let's dive in. So, I've been thinking recently about all these projects that I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of. Like, I've been making these lists, trying to get everything just kind of going. Um, well, not even get it going. Continue on and work on little processes. But, as I said before, I have a tendency to do a bunch of them all at once. So it's kind of nuts. <laughs> it can be... Uh, I'm not a good one project at a time person. I never have. So it's weird because people oftentimes think like I've abandoned a project, but in actuality I'm doing that in addition to all the other projects that I'm doing. So the main one that I've been working on and constantly always working on are my art books. My art books are like these little pieces where I take like all the paintings and stuff and I put them together. Some of you have a few of my art books already. But I'm always trying to make more because I really like them. And it's an affordable way for people to kind of have my work without spending, you know, 500 to $1,000 for a painting. So it's interesting. I've, I keep looking at all these other art books from all these other artists and like their color schemes and like their placement and their layouts and everything and it's just it's interesting to see kind of how they manifest themselves how they work their ways through it i also noticed that a lot of these artists put out these giant art books and they only really put out one 
I mean, there's a few that I know who've put out of several and they're all full of work and they're not repeating and there's nothing like, they're very inventive and kind of magical and some are small. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do as far as that goes. Cause I like the really big coffee table books, but I don't know if I want to make like a thousand page type of, or not a thousand page, like 70 to a hundred to 200 page art book when maybe all I want to do is maybe put together like 12. So it's just kind of, there's a lot that goes into it, honestly. I don't think people realize like for a little art book or a little zine or whatever, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. A lot of kind of planning and a lot of like starting it and stopping it and starting it over. And it's just, there's an interesting kind of, repeating aspect to it my first art book I did uh it took me like 10 years to put together honestly I love that art book it's probably one of my favorite art books I ever put out even though I've only put out like two <laughs> um and yeah it's just it's really it's really beautiful and it made me really happy when I finally finished it like I felt like I was like I've I've achieved the thing that I've been working so ridiculously hard over and over and over and over again trying to get to and you know it's just one of those things where you feel really happy like a weight has been lifted in a way so yeah just really working on the next one i'm always working on the next one there's a there's a very small refractory period between putting one out and then working on a new one i like the word refractory it's interesting <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's the first thing. The next thing that I'm actually really trying to get to is uh, I want to get back into my pinups. Like I really do. I've been kind of playing with the idea for so long and I've been working on little things, but I want to really get back into like the huge fold and the, the ring of it. To be honest, like I, I prefer, I preferred making a lot of that, but then my head kind of got in the way, and I listened to exterior forces and all this stuff about people and how they felt and etc. And it kind of blew me off my path. So I'm working on getting back to that. Not just that, because I like what I'm working on now too. But I want to be able to do both. It's just a weird little thing where you, you get so caught up on everything else that's going on, you don't realize you stop doing the thing that you really enjoy doing. I remember just a lot of negativity from random people who weren't out buying anything. They weren't buying anything, they weren't really fans, but they had lots of comments. And I guess the critique of it was too much sometimes to deal with. I just couldn't, I wanted to plug my ears and I was too stubborn to do so. So I think in this go-round, when I start doing it, I'm going to just go for it and just be free about it. I, I told my friends, I was like, I think I might actually put this one under my inking moniker just to give myself a little more kind of creative freedom to just do whatever. Which I imagine sounds crazy to some people because they're like, why would you? Why do you need to make up like a nickname <laughs> to feel that way? But it's just like I don't know. Joar Blake has a lot more, has too many things going on, 
The Ink King just does whatever the Ink King wants. It reminds me of kind of the way like MF Doom made all these different monikers, King Ghidorah, Danger Doom, so on and so forth. And it was just kind of a freeing thing, honestly. You could work on these projects and feel just more kind of open and enlightened. And I mean, even with that, like a lot of the conversations I've had with people who've been fans of it have really kind of helped hype me up also to get back into it. Uh, one of the great things somebody said to me was they were like, I don't feel like what you do is uh, objectifying or when you do pinups. It's, that's not the feeling I get. It feels more like a celebration. It's not, it's not offensive. And I was always worried that it was offensive. I don't know. I think, I think we have, I think a lot of us have a long conversation we need to we need to have about like sexuality and nudity and like just all these things like there's so much that goes into everything and it's slightly it's slightly annoying that we've anytime we do anything that's a little different or a little more I don't know if risque is the right word or just open we, we suddenly get all these worries and whatnot. I have this friend who's trans, and she and I had this long conversation about there are things that people are afraid of as far as, like, community, like trans community. And it's one, one of the things is, like, you know, you've got these people who are super homophobic, and they're, they're insanely worried that, you know, everybody they meet who, who has any type of sexuality that is opposed to theirs suddenly is objectifying them but they don't have the they don't have the vocabulary uh the mental vocabulary in a way to just say i am uncomfortable because something in my past makes me uncomfortable about this because i think a lot of it comes from like a weird trauma that a lot of people have had may it be may it be like you know someone said something or they watched something or they experienced something or whatever and it's just it's very interesting to kind of get deeper into the idea that like maybe maybe there's a hurt there that they are not acknowledging it is not the job of the victim to help the the aggressor figure their shit out so i'm not saying that that needs to be the thing but there's something to be said about the factor that, like, if a woman decides, it's on topic but off topic, if a woman decides to, you know, have, have a, you know, wear, wear swimwear to, to a beach, that is not her problem on whether the people at the beach can handle it or not. The fact that they can't handle it is something they need to work on. not the other way around like I think there's a lot of kind of like kowtowing and like catering to people who are uncomfortable with certain things within reason obviously and I feel like I feel like we do a lot of that we we cater a lot to those people and we don't oftentimes see that it victimizes a lot of other people in the process not that I am being victimized by not being able to draw naked people. But 
there's something to be said about like if you see you see a picture of someone without clothes on that's an artistic piece or you know even as a sexual piece and it makes you uncomfortable like what is that why is that look in deeper about that preferably don't send shitty letters to artists about it (laughs) that's my selfish part I don't know I just I want to I want to feel more free with what I'm making and I'm, I'm having a hard time with that and that's something that I have to address so it's the artist therapy type of thing therapy's therapy too so yeah working on a pinup book <laughs> another one a new one something bore something gorgeous lots of colors lots of lines lots of textures just really interesting and kind of beautiful and that's what I want and I, I have so many other pieces that have never actually been seen that I did for years and I want to put those in there too so it's coming together plates in the air So on very rare occasions, I take suggestions from people on what to do. It's not that I don't think people have good suggestions, it's just a lot of times they suggest things I don't want to do, and so I don't. Um, But this one I've actually been thinking about. I took some suggestions on like six six pieces I should do in my style of characters from media, uh, like imaginary and otherwise. And I got a couple that were actually pretty interesting, but I wanted to figure out a unique way to do them. So I thought up this kind of like King Kong type of painting where I've got like this giant, it's not really King Kong. I've got this like gorilla that I like to do, Che Gorilla, and um, he's got a mustache. And (laughs) I wanted to do like kind of a tattoo thing with like his giant arm. So I'm working on that in addition. Uh, as well as like a regular, you know, kind of wild painting that I typically do, which is large. Um, And yeah, they're coming together. Uh, I've got them more mentally up here than I do on the actual canvas, but I'm planning them out and I'm working them out, and it's going to be interesting, honestly. I think it's going to be crazy, but I love crazy. Crazy is kind of my wheelhouse in a way. And I like doing gorillas. I've always liked painting gorillas, like my poster... My last big art poster that I did for Jawtober, um, which is available on my art store. Um, if you go to jawsblakeblog.com, um, you can go to my art store. The link for my art store in the uh, in the header, and it'll take you to that. They're like twenty bucks. I'd, I'd love you to get pick up one. I made it with a lot of love, and I think it's really cool. And it'd be a nice like surprise to sell a few of them for my birthday, which is March 18th, which is a couple of days from now. I think it's like, today is the 9th. I think today is the 9th. What is today? Today is the 8th. So, yeah, you know, it'd be really cool to just kind of get those out. I love, like, the little poster projects. Like, it makes me think of, like, Macbeth and, like, um, zo- like Zombie and the Macbeth and, like, um... I'm trying to think of some other artists. Basquiat and what is her name? Oh my goodness. Swoon and Swoon. Um 
they just had like these really cool kind of one piece pieces that are just really great like you you'd love to hang them on your walls and like express like the story behind the artist and so on and so forth like that's kind of the dream to be the artist that's hanging on someone's wall and then they tell somebody goes oh man what's this about and then they tell the story of me in a way and that would be just kind of amazing <laughs> it's simple it's a very simple dream but i think it's a beautiful dream like you should you should want something you should want a legacy as an artist i feel i feel like it's it's got this really kind of genuine love to it i just i'm blown away by by like the heart and the and the personality that their work has and I'm hoping that I bring very similar qualities to mine so I bought my Super 8 I saved up all this money so I could buy it I haven't done anything with it <laughs> I've walked around I've taken like little still and whatnot but I really really want to do something kind of amazing with it and I have this like short story that I want to do but I want to save it for um, the Super 8 Festival so I want to film it and then look at it <laughs> and go yeah this is perfect so I'm working on it honestly it's uh, it's about these two uh, Afro-Latino girls who are they're having breakfast they're getting ready for like a Halloween party and it's in the morning and they're one's in a wheelchair um and the other is like her older sister and they're having breakfast and like it's very like kind of afrofuturistic i guess in a way afrofuturist so a lot of the things in the background and like the sets and everything i've already thought up and i just i want to draw it all out and paint it up and then eventually get like actual film actually film it but I, I really love like the playfulness of it. And it's just a conversation. It's literally a morning conversation between two sisters who are about to go to this party with their respective like boyfriends. And you know, their mom is asleep on the couch. They're having like a quiet conversation in um in Spanglish. And it's just this really like beautiful, kind of silly, funny type of thing. Like I want I don't want a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> I don't want a Wes Anderson, you know, but I, I'd love to have, like, something that's very distinctive in my, like, my cartoony style or whatever. Or not cartoony, but my my kind of surrealist style when it comes to these things, like these little details that are very kind of beautiful and, like, kind of hopeful and interesting. I like that idea. And it's just, it's preferred for me to make these things. I've got like my blank cartridge, I've got my other cartridge that is not so blank, that is a bunch of random <laughs> things that I've put on there. I wanna like use up the random one first and just see where it goes. And then from there, like learn from that and then film the new one. Cause I've been filming things for a very long time. Those who've watched me, I think I'm on like my seventh or eighth year as far as YouTube goes. So I know how to film things to an extent and light and do etc. But it's also super ape, so it's it's uh there is no sound to it. 
So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do the sound after. And in that I'm jumping ahead of myself and then I have to go like push myself forward to like think more about like the little parts but also go backwards so that I ignore the factors that I'm trying to go way too far forward on. It's kind of like if you were going to film like a, a movie about like dinosaurs but you were thinking about like cyberpunk. <laughs> type of thing like it's you're too far ahead of yourself you're too far ahead of yourself don't don't do the entire history and future of mankind you need to go back and start when you know the thoracic period or wherever when you were coming from that because that's like where you were working on it in the first place i know this sounds like a main weird rambling i'm that's what i do honestly if you've been here 101 episodes and you don't know that like that's crazy <laughs> I don't know. I just I want it to be really really beautiful. And maybe that's no more unique than any other director, writer, screenplayist person. You know, I want to I want to love it the way Spike Lee loves his work. And I don't even really love Spike Lee. I think Spike Lee has done some interesting things with movies, but as a person, I don't necessarily love Spike Lee. I think he's kind of a dick a little bit. It's just this interesting, but I like his passion though, you know? His passion for what he does is really breathtaking. So, yeah. It's have the it's it's trying to separate the artist, the inspiration of the artist from the art form. Because I love some of the art forms, but I don't necessarily love the artist. So, who knows? But, yeah, I'm working on that also, in addition. Just to break my own brain and make myself exhausted. <laughs> but, I think they're all going to be really great when they get done. It's just when they'll get done is, well, who knows? I have a lifetime to work on them. And I keep reminding myself that when I start to get really stressed out. And I start to go, oh my god, I've got these things i got to do, and I'm letting all these people down, and I'm not making stuff good enough, and so on and so forth. And then I just go, you have to breathe, light a candle, take a bath, take a hot bath, take a shower, take a walk. Just be, be at peace for a moment, Joss. Find yourself, find yourself your inspiration. Don't ignore any of it because it'll drive you crazy. But like allow yourself to just kind of be at peace in your creativity. So my plans for the year, for this year, the pandemic year, <laughs> um, preferably when I get the vaccine at some point for the dreaded corona, um, I want to hopefully at least have one show somewhere. I feel like when I get to actually show my work in a physical place, it does really well, like it resonates with people on a bigger level. 
than over our screen. I think the screen thing kind of diminishes a lot of the work that people put up. Like it's just not, it's not as engaging. It doesn't have its, it doesn't quite have the, the feelers, the needed spots and, and pitches and pinches and textures and roughness. Like it doesn't quite have that. And I really love that part. So I want to get back to that. Maybe I'm an old, an old artist that way, that I like physically making things and putting them places, but it's just interesting. Um, I've been hearing a lot of non-fungible tokens, which I don't really like, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I don't dislike it, but I don't, I don't want it for myself. I don't want to make a piece. I don't want to make a digital piece in general, but I don't want to make a digital piece and then like make a stock for it so people can buy it online with like kind of a what's the word cyber token type of thing it seems i'm like i understand it to an extent it's like um digital currency but i don't know it's funny when i think about it because like the money it cost to produce, to make digital currency is typically more than what it costs to make regular currency. And then the power it takes to create like a Bitcoin or something of that nature is so expensive and so not health, not good for the environment currently that, you know, the idea of taking something and making it on paper doesn't actually seem as wasteful. Because that has been a worry that I've had. That, like, that by making something with paper and ink and stuff, which are my favorite things in the whole world, that I'm somehow helping to cause more problems with climate change and with environmental things and et cetera. And, like, you know, it's a worrisome thing. It's, uh, I want to, I, as much as I want to make art that is one day going to be in some giant museum. I don't want to rob the future of its future. I don't want to be a part of parts of it that takes away these things. But I also don't want to draw in a fucking cave either. So it's a weird it's a weird place to be in, if you get me, to try and get these things going. Uh, I want to, like I said, I want to do a film, my short film. I want to draw my comic strip I want to record more of these there's so many things that go into everything that I want to do and I'm just trying to breathe and center myself and let myself just be in them as I need to do them and be at peace with them as I'm going about them if that makes sense I feel like a lot of the things that I want to work on, I'm in my way, in a way. You get me? Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> it's just important to do all these things. And then there's the dreams of just being this artist that's like celebrated. And what I can do to work towards that is just keep making and talk to people probably talk to people the most 
but that is very difficult sometimes because there is a nervousness about that. But I think acknowledging the nervousness is a good thing because if you acknowledge it, then you can do something about it. If you never acknowledge it, then, you know, you can blame it on everything, but you can't, you can't address it. So that is the majority of what I'm working on and what I'm trying to do. I hope this has been somewhat helpful or clarifying or anything of that nature. Uh, yeah. All right, Galeras. Um, I love you very much. You are wonderful. This has been episode 101 of the Painter Files podcast. I have been your host, Jaws Blake. Uh, if you get a chance, please leave a review on iTunes or anywhere that you're hearing this podcast. If there's a way to leave a review and a suggestion that people check it out, uh, please do. That would be really awesome. It helps people see the podcast, reach out and enjoy it and everything else. I have had a good but also interesting time with this podcast. And so I really want to share that with everybody. So like I said, if you can, let people know about it. That'd be cool. Uh, until next time, love you a lot, Galeras. You are my shining star. <laughs> okay, I'm corny enough now. All right, ciao. Painter out.